You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode number 17. I still remember one of the biggest goals that I set for myself in recent years, and it was to give up my day job and become a full-time wedding photographer. And that is a big goal, especially if you're not in that industry. I was an electrician myself, so I was a tradesman. And I wanted to go into the whole world of, I guess, being a creative, but also creating a business around that as well. And both of those things are very difficult when you first get into it. But I was very ambitious. I didn't just want to be a wedding photographer. I wanted to be a really good wedding photographer. And I wanted to be an international wedding photographer. So my ambitious goal was in the next couple of years, I wasn't only going to go full time, but I was going to be one of the best wedding photographers in Australia and I was going to shoot all around the world. So that's what I set out myself to do. And if you're listening to this, that might sound a little bit crazy. But the thing was, I was so naive. When I started wedding photography, I literally thought I was the only wedding photographer that was doing this. And I was probably thought I was one of the best wedding photographers because I just didn't look around at wedding photography. I didn't start out going, oh, I need to do some research and see what else is out there. I just thought, grab a camera, take some photos. Jai, you're good with people. Talk to people. How hard can it be? And I wasn't far from the truth. Problem was, when I decided to become a full-time wedding photographer, I set myself some goals. So I gave myself a 12-month goal. And at this time, I was working as an electrician. And I think a week went past after I set that goal. And I realized I wouldn't be able to do it if I had a job because so much time and energy and attention has to go into, you know, the thing that I want to flourish. And at the time, it wasn't being an electrician. So the first step that I took was quit my job. I wouldn't recommend just doing that straight away. Um, I'm a little bit fearless in that way where I just jump in and I've got an idea. So I figure might as well just jump in and, and do the idea. But the problem was, I didn't even have any work booked. So a lot of people, they transition from a job into, you know, their passion project or a business or whatever it is. And they usually have a little bit of work. For myself, I shot one or two weddings whilst I was an electrician. And I thought, you know, this is easy. This is, I think I could see myself doing this. And then I just jumped straight into it, quit my job and... I think the full weight of reality hit me when, you know, I had to pay rent and I had to look after my partner as well. And she was at university, so she wasn't really working. And um, yeah, it was really hard work. I also had two mortgages. So it wasn't an easy leap just to jump in. But I knew if I jumped in and I didn't have any safety nets, then I'd really make it work. So... I had my big goals, international wedding photographer, full-time wedding photographer in the next 12 months. And I want to be a really good wedding photographer. So how do I make that happen? When I first started my wedding photography business, I didn't know how to shoot out of automatic mode in my cameras. I barely knew how to use my cameras, but I was so ambitious and I knew that I knew where my goal was and I thought of ways to make that goal happen. So one of the first things that I did, I wasn't making any money. But I also knew I didn't need any luxuries. So I sold my car and my car was worth about $20,000 and I got it when I was working as an electrician. And I knew that I just didn't need that anymore. There's no reason why I couldn't catch a train. I don't need a TV anymore. I don't need any of the monetary things, you know, that you save up for when you, or you, you purchase when you're 
working full time and there's not really any means to an end. But this was different. I was I'm passionate and I'm willing to make sacrifices and do whatever I can to make it work. So I sold my car and the first thing I did is I bought myself and Lilu, my wife, tickets to the US because what happened was when I quit my job, we were just going into the off season in Australia and I was starting to book a couple of weddings, but everything wasn't going to come until next year. So 12 months away, I was booking a wedding and then I'll have to wait 12 months and it just didn't work with my goals. I wanted to be an international wedding photographer right now. How can I do that when I'm shooting a wedding around the corner in 12 months time? And I'm not very patient. I'm not a very patient person. So I sold my car and I decided I knew in America that the wedding season was just starting. It was summertime. So I bought some plane tickets and um, I contacted wedding photographers over there. I contacted all the blogs, the magazines. I told people what I'm doing. I told them about my ambitions. I told them I'm going to be shooting weddings for free. I can shoot weddings for a couch. If I can just sleep on a couch, like it didn't matter. Coming over three months, that's how long I decided I was going to spend over there. And uh, we made it work and we went over there and I reached out to some amazing photographers and they referred me on to, you know, a lot of work. And they said, hey, look, we're already booked, but there's this photographer and he is just so extremely keen to shoot a wedding. And um, I think he could be a good fit. So when we went over there, we ended up shooting, I think, eight to 10 weddings for free all over the place. Like, you know, New Mexico and California and New York and Chicago and all these amazing places, Oregon. And um, I shot some of the most amazing weddings, you know, back then that people have ever seen because adventure weddings weren't really a big thing. And I was shooting weddings on like gorges and in Arches National Park and in the desert and all these amazing places. So after three months and totally exhausting all money that I had, uh, we finally came back to Melbourne and I had a portfolio of about eight to 10 epic weddings. And I submitted them to Junebug Weddings, which is a wedding blog in America, and to Hello May, which was a wedding magazine in Australia, and to about 30 other blogs. And a lot of those weddings all got featured straight away because it was unique and it was different. And um, it also had the wanderlust to the weddings and everything as well. And when I come back to Melbourne, all of a sudden I was an international wedding photographer. I made that happen. And my website had 10 amazing weddings on it. And from there, I was able to, you know, get enough press featured all over the place. My Instagram was looking good and people started taking notice and then they were booking me and they didn't realize that this was my first year in business. So, you know, it looked like I was established and people trusted me to travel around the world and I built my portfolio so fast. And by the end of that year, I think I booked 30 weddings. So I was on my way to full-time wedding photography. I mean, I was a full-time wedding photographer. And then the next year, um, because it looked like I was shooting for so much longer and my portfolio was so strong, I got some sponsorships from different companies in America. And then that next year, which was 2015, uh, I was named one of Rangefinder's top 30 wedding photographers in the world. And I think I got Capture Mag, uh, runner-up Australian wedding photographer of the year. And I got a, a bunch of other awards and things like that, which... None of that is what I was going for, but my goal was to be a really good international wedding photographer in 12 months and become full-time, and I achieved it. I made it work. I invested in myself. I hustled, and I don't think I slept that year, but I made it work. I was so determined. So 
In today's episode, we're going to be talking about goal setting because I think goal setting can be such a game changer. Like if you have a clear direction of what you want to do and the outcome and you can envision it, then things will happen for you. So every single year, I always set out new goals, new ambitions, and sometimes they can be unachievable and unattainable, but that's okay because it just makes me work so much harder because if I miss those goals, I'm still doing so much and I'm still incredibly proud of myself. And I think it's an important thing to do. The other important thing is to look backwards. You know, if I'm looking back now from when I first started, so say five years ago, six years ago, and if I looked forward and seen where I was, I'd be like, oh my God, you hit so many goals plus some. Like, how did you do that? But when you're constantly looking forward and you're constantly working, you don't really appreciate how far you've come. You don't appreciate all the late nights that you've done and the weekends that you've worked. And sometimes I think it's a really good idea just to pat yourself on the back and go like, whoa, you may not have hit the goal this year, but look, you're doing it. And the other thing is, it's not just hitting the goal. And pat yourself on the back that you haven't given up yet. Because, I mean, that's the difference between someone that's great and amazing and someone that's not. It's the person that's great and is amazing. They just simply didn't give up. They just kept going. And with goals, I set big goals, but I just keep going. And if it didn't work this year, then I'm going to make it work next year. And then I'm going to make it work the year after. So I think it's really important to not just look forward, but also look back. Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate, and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstorm Media for years, so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 US off a Pepperstorm copywriting package, so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. That's jialong.co co forward slash pepperstorm okay so 2019 is coming to an end right now if you're listening to this uh, podcast in real time and we're about to get into goal setting for 2020 now with goal setting i actually do mentoring programs and i set up goals for people in my mentoring program and one of the things that we have in my uh, mentoring is smart goals And SMART goals, I want to just explain what these are to you because I think it's really a valuable thing to think about because a lot of the times we can set goals and they're just uninspiring, right? So here's a goal. For example, I want to lose weight. It's hard to just lose weight when you're not inspired by that. It's unmeasurable. There's no time frame on it and it can just go on forever. So with a SMART goal... Like instead of just, I want to lose weight, how about you want to lose five kilos by June because you want to feel better for your business and you want to be able to, you know, maybe look better for something or you want to take your kids somewhere and there's actually a reason, there's a time frame, uh, it's attainable, it's, it's relevant, it's specific, all those things. So if you did that, then of course you're going to go and you're going to work your butt off down at the gym or going for a run and all those sweats and tears are going to be worth it, right? So a lot of us make goals around 
like financial gains. So it could be next month I want to make $10,000. And yes, like that could be a cool thing to do, but it's kind of uninspiring. Like $10,000, what is money? Money, it doesn't really do anything. If you have $10,000, you can put it in your drawer and then that's it. But what about if you made a goal about what the $10,000 can do for you and what your life could look like if you worked hard enough to make the $10,000? Maybe you could go on a vacation. Maybe you could reinvest it into your business. Maybe you could help the people around you or, you know, there's so many things that you could do with the $10,000. So give yourself a time frame and an actual reason that gets you inspired to get the goal done. Does that make sense? get it completed. So, I want to talk about SMART goals. SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So, S-M-A-R-T. Going to quickly talk about these. I don't like to get too technical with this kind of stuff because I know a lot of my listeners are creative entrepreneurs and they just want to hear the good stories and they don't want to have too many things that sounds too businessy. But I think it's just important just to have a bit of an overview, especially I know some people out there that really want to listen to, you know, the more technical side of things. So let's start with specific. The more specific your goal is, the higher the chance of it becoming accomplished. It's easier to keep on track when you feel like you're making a bigger impact. Do you agree with this? Vague and generalized goals such as I want to lose weight, they're just unhelpful because they don't provide any direction and purpose. A goal such as I want to lose 10 kilos in three months, it's a little bit more specific, but I would even get more specific than that. It doesn't just have to be the numbers and figures. It can be why. You know, if I go to the gym or if I go down to my PT, a lot of times it's, you know, I want to feel fitter. I want to, I want to perform better. You know, if I'm going to be more energetic in the studio or if I'm going to be more creative or... I can work, you know, for longer or easier or whatever it is. So, there's a different reason. So, the next one is measurable. It's really hard to keep motivated and stay on track when you can't measure your progress. Us as humans, we want to measure things. Like, we love that. We thrive of it. Like, think about Instagram and the likes. You get the more likes, the happier you are. You don't get any likes, the more that you're feeling depressed. Like we just measure everything these days. And with a goal, you need to be able to measure something. So instead of I just want to make, you know, lots of money this year, have a goal where maybe it's I want to make $1,000 per week on shop sales starting from June. It's very measurable. And in that way, you can feel successful, which is really important part of a goal. You need to have that end. You know, you hit the goal and you're celebrating. Like, I don't think we stress enough how much you need to be able to celebrate the little wins, the big wins, and celebrate with the people that have helped you get there as well. So, set attainable goals. You know, sometimes I say, like, be unrealistic. And I think being unrealistic is, in my opinion, is, like, amazing. That's what I do all the time. It was so unrealistic for me to be a full-time wedding photographer, international wedding photographer, award-winning international wedding photographer within two years of my business but I did it and I was being so unrealistic with myself and I was being harsh on myself and I worked so hard for it you know that's one way of doing things but I don't think that's the way to do it you know I think we all have different personalities and we need to work 
within our means. For myself, I'm obviously more of a workhorse and a workaholic, so I don't mind doing the extra you know, hours on Sunday afternoon and, and working a little bit later and waking up earlier to get those goals done. But not everyone's like that. And you need to be kind on yourself. So setting attainable goals. There's nothing worse than having a goal that you just can't reach. Like, do you agree? You set something and you're like, I'm going to be a millionaire this year. And then at the end of the year, you're like, oh my God, I did not even, I can't even pay rent. And it's just so disheartening. (laughs) So instead of setting yourself wild, crazy goals, set an attainable goal. So say maybe you do want to be a millionaire at the end of the year. That can be like the overall goal. And yes, that is unrealistic. But you can set smaller goals and then start saying like, okay, so that means every three months you need to be making $250,000. And then to do that, you need to make this many sales and you need to have this many staff and you need to do this much marketing. And you can start breaking it all down into tiny little things. This is how much I need to make on a daily basis to be able to make that happen. Does that make sense? Set relevant goals. When making your goals, especially small goals on a daily basis, because we can get so, I guess, like swept up and taken away with with daily work and, and also with just like opportunities coming our way, you got to understand if you've got a goal, it gives you so much direction and it means that you won't take on work that doesn't align with your goal. And I can't stress this enough, actually. That first story I told you, you know, I was going to be a full-time wedding photographer the thing was, there's so many people contacting me saying, hey, Jai, can you do family photos? We'll give you $300. Uh, could you do this real estate job and come take some photos of some real estate? Or could you do this and could you do that? And I was struggling. I had no money. And I would say no to these jobs. People thought I was crazy. But it's because those jobs just weren't getting me closer to my goal. And I was so fixated on my one goal. So that extra time, instead of going to take those family photos... I would be organizing my own shoot or I'd be testing out different ways to edit or I'd be submitting to different blogs and different magazines and I'd be contacting different people and I'd be doing my own blog posts and I'll be doing my SEO, my website and, you know, there was so many things to do. And then when someone would contact me and they would say something like, can you come and do a family shoot? It was so far away from my goal that, of course, I just said no. No, I can't do that. I'm actually a international wedding photographer, not a family photographer, doesn't go along with my goals. Does that make sense? So having like relevant goals and then keeping yourself close to them so you're not wasting any time whatsoever. Is there any other examples I could give you on that? It definitely just comes down to your daily routine of, you know, what's going to get you further or what's going to get you that little bit closer to your goal. So last one is time. If you've got all the time in the world and you just give yourself, you know, an unlimited time frame, it's just not inspiring. How could you work towards something when there's no end? And I can't work like that. I need to be so specific. Okay, in three months time, I want to be featured in this magazine in so-and-so time. I want this to happen. When I started this podcast, I had the idea. And it was in four weeks from today, this podcast has to be live. So I'll set that goal. And then it was unrealistic because there was so so much infrastructure I had to do. All the equipment I had to buy. I had to find out people to outsource my editing to and all that kind of stuff. But the thing was, I didn't just drag it on forever. I had a goal and the release date 
I think it was on the 21st of September. And I did everything in my power to make that happen. If I had to work late on a Sunday night, that's fine. I wasn't pushing the date because that was my goal. And so setting that time frame, it will make you so much more efficient. And when you actually hit that and you worked hard for it, like how good does it feel when you work hard for something and you do it? To me, there's no better feeling. And, you know, I'm a big believer in like celebrating those little wins. You worked hard for it. And if you're not going to celebrate it, no one else is going to celebrate it for you. So give yourself a pat on the back. I mean, that's how it is when you work for yourself. So now that we got all that out of the way, I'll give you another example, a real world example of, you know, setting goals. Not too long ago, I got family in Norway. Um, shout out to those guys. Don't know if they listen to my podcast. I got family in Norway. Got my grandparents there. I got my aunties, uncles. And I want to go over and visit them. And I had a bit of an idea. I was like, what if, you know, Norway would be an amazing place to shoot a wedding. I'd love to shoot a wedding in Norway. So I gave myself a goal. Okay, in the next 12 months, I'm going to book a wedding and shoot the wedding in Norway. And when I do that, I'll be able to go visit my family. And, you know, I'll be able to see road trip around Norway and see the amazing landscapes. And I'll be able to get some amazing photos. And so I had a reason of why I wanted to do it. So I set myself the goal. And so the next thing was, how do I achieve that goal? I'm all the way in Australia here. And I can't just shoot, you know, photos with snow and things like that. Like I've got to be realistic. So what I did was I reached out to some uh, Norwegian wedding photographers. I reached out to the local wedding magazines over there and blogs. And I got to know the editors and publishers. And I got talking to them about doing like, you know, an editorial for free. I can uh, submit different weddings that I shot maybe in Europe. I can do so many different things. Like, how can I help them? And then I also started posting photos on Instagram and I just put it out to the world on my mailing list. I said, hey, if you ever know anyone that's going to be in Norway and they want, you know, they're having a wedding, I'm ready and I'm here and I want to shoot a wedding in Norway. I can go there. I put it on my Instagram and I told people, you know, if you're letting people into your world, it spreads like wildfire. And if you're showing your passion, like people want to get amongst it. So put it on my Instagram, let everyone know. I want it. I'm, my dream right now is to shoot a wedding in Norway. And I started tagging all my photos, like Norwegian wedding photographer, Norway wedding. And I just put it out to the universe. And I think three weeks later, so this was a year ago, but three weeks later, I had someone contact me and she was like, I'm getting married in Norway. And I've seen your photos and I'm just blown away and I'd love you to shoot my wedding. I was literally floored. Like, how does that happen? You have a big goal and people can tell you that it's unattainable and unachievable and all those things. But sometimes you just got to put your head down and do what you think is right and work hard for it. Make it happen however you do. Just like all my episodes about making your break, like making that happen because no one's just going to come out and just give it to you unless you actually tell people what you want and allow people into your universe and your passion and, you know, just spread that. So, guys, I am actually going to wrap it up here. I just want you guys to think about smart goals and just goal setting for the next year. And you know what? This time this year as well, really think about the goals that you've already hit. Like, give yourself a pat on the back. And then moving forward, think about if money's no option and if time's no option, 
Think about something unrealistic and how you can get there. You know, for example, like if you want to be an amazing for wedding photographer or if you're like a florist and you want to take it to the next level, like this next 12 months, what can you do to fast track that? Maybe you can do some mentoring with someone or you can contact someone in the industry that you look up to and ask for some help or maybe you can sign up to a workshop or, you know, you can do so many things. If money is not the thing holding you back, like you can um, maybe buy a flight to go and see someone in Sydney that you've admired their work for so long and buy them a coffee and, you know, spark a conversation. Like there's so many things that you can do. But sometimes we get so stuck in being realistic, like, oh, no, I don't have money for that. And I shouldn't I shouldn't pay for this because I got to pay my phone bill and I shouldn't sign up to that because it's just unrealistic for my situation. Be unrealistic and take charge of your own business. Thank you, guys. I just want to say thank you so much for listening, especially all this year. And I'm going to see you next time. Make Your Break is brought to you and hosted by Jai Long in our Melbourne studios and produced by our American friends, Simpler Media Productions. For more information on this podcast, our workshops, or anything your heart desires, please visit jailong.co.